Summer is here, summer is here. No care in the world at the end of the school year. Welcome to the Meta Renard Podcast. We are your hosts, Marcus and Rico, where we bring you our most awesome opinions on everything meta and everything more for this great summer to come. It's the summer, Rico. How you doing, man? Good. Good. I mean, uh, I loved it. I loved the little intro. Uh, um, you wouldn't even know summer was here, man. Like, I know you've been really busy yourself, like, to the point where, where like, I'm even I'm dreading it because we're <laughs> communicating back and forth. And you're just like, yeah, I got this going on. And tomorrow I got this. And then I have one day off. And then I got this on Monday. And it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a teacher, and again, I've always said, like, I know people work six days a week, but I'm not used to it, and uh, this is our second Saturday yesterday uh, that we worked in preparation. I am doing summer school for summer school, and I'm, like, the last, for whatever reason, May, like, with my with my students this time around, you know, you I didn't really do much. It was just kind of babysitting, right, watching movies, you know. I did take a bunch of my bulk cards that I had, because, again, I am a card collector, whatever, I took them, and it's crazy, because I had over, like, no joke. I had one, two, three, about five boxes. Each each of the smaller boxes held roughly around thirty-two hundred cards, so you know three thousand two hundred. And the bigger ones held about five thousand. My students must have gone through and took home over ten thousand cards in bulk to whomever. So there, and all of them were kind of. All right, sorry, can we get whatever? I was, yeah, you know, I took them boxes, all these things, whatever, and you know, I had them inside the, the you know, yeah, take them, take them. Sorry, I can take as much as I want. Yeah, I said, leave the cards, bring the box back, take some more home. So I had, you know, just a bunch of students and students who were even my students come and just take, you know, as much cards as they wanted. And usually they were for their, their siblings or whomever. And they always said, you know, oh, it's because you know our mom won't buy some or we won't buy any, and you know they're kind of expensive because our five dollars for a booster pack and. You know, in retrospect, that will accumulate fast. So um, here towards the end of the school year, it was just kind of taking my stuff, letting them go. And I was in meetings, you know, the last in the months of May, just about for every single thing. I am a co-department head for my the English department there at my school, along with my good buddy of mine, uh, Pacheco, who's also the other co-department head. And we've just been just meetings and meetings and meeting with people and, you know, just kind of trying to sign out, get ready for summer school. So, and I don't know what it is, man. Again, it's not like I had done anything with my students and just watching movies, but for some reason, dude, I've just been exhausted. It was very, you know, as soon as the test ended, I was just kind of burnt out, but yeah, uh, the summer's here. I am doing summer school. It's, the summer school is not going to be as crazy. You know, the hours are a little bit shorter, nothing too crazy, but it'll be all right. I think we're, I think I'm, I'm ready for it's 15 days of instruction, a week of testing, and then we're done. So we'll see. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound too bad when you put it like that. 15 days, right? But I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, you know, that's 15 days of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And I know a bunch of our friends are already kind of um, not doing summer school. And again, because we do, have, there are a lot of teachers in our friend group. And you know they're not gonna do summer school. I don't blame them, man. <laughs> Usually, there's a few, a few of you that do it, right? At least I every year, there's like two or three of you every year at least that do it. No. Yeah, I think Andrew does it usually, but I don't think Andrew's gonna do it this time because I think the hours and I think some he said summer school is only gonna be for a week or two or something like that over in RGCCISD, we're gonna see our hometown, and he said it was it wasn't worth it. Or in my case, it's kind of worth it, especially. Um, 
you know, they're paying us very well. And, you know, it, we give up our summer for a good, again, amount of time and stuff like that. So I guess in my case, it is more more worth it than, like, let's say, Andrew. I think Ricky also did it a couple of times. Uh, but I think, I, I know Andrew said the other day, this was a while back. I don't know if he changed his mind or not, but that he just needed a summer. So next summer, uh, as soon as school's over, I'm done. I, I don't think I'm going to do summer school next year unless, you know, no, I don't think I'm a dog. Not even in the last. I was like, well, maybe I'll pay off a credit card. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I need a break, dude. As soon as that bell rings, like, oh, Mr. Radial, Mr. Get away from me, kid. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. It was, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not too hardcore. I did have a, a couple of students, and I'm a freshman teacher. I typically teach freshmen throughout the year. And it's funny if you mention it because um, I had a student. His name is Steven. And, he was my freshman. He just graduated this past uh, uh, this past week. He already graduated. As a matter of fact, yesterday, and he gave me, you know, he gave, he found me, gave me a hug, and said, "I'm gonna miss you. Thank you for everything, all that stuff." And I was his freshman teacher, but I always talked to him every now and then, off and on. And you know, it's always fulfilling whenever a student says, "Hey, thank you." You know what I mean? And again, and I service over 100 students a year and stuff like that. But there's always a handful, one or two, who do remember you and. And I always say, yeah, man, you know, like, it's instances like that where it kind of makes it worth it. And then I have, of course, my freshman, sir, I'm going to come next year, sir, and I don't know what. And I was like, get away from me, man. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want you. I was like, go to English too, teacher, man. <laughs> so it, Ew, it, get it, away from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's rewarding. And it's always those little, it's always those little things. And I don't think students or anybody will ever really understand just how, at least for me personally, because one of the running jokes I have throughout the year and I tell my students, it's okay. Next year, you're not going to remember me anyways. And there's a student who's always asking for food. Uh, who's, who was my student last year, but not my student this year. Sir, you got food? Sir, you got food? Sir, you got food? I said, oh, you know, and once in a while, I'll give him food. Like, I gave him candy. I was like, and his name was Ethan. Ethan, do you remember my name? And he looks at me, he goes, I know it starts with a V. <laughs> I said, thank you, Ethan. But so he called me Mr. V, but he doesn't remember my last name. Go figure, right? Forget the fact that I had him for a year and I probably... I again I probably see these students more so than their own parents. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, so I uh, you know time it was it was a time to reflect and just kind of look back and but now, the summer's right here. I'm not done yet. Uh, again, just a few more weeks and then I'll be home free for at least a month and a half before you know the next year starts. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. You what about yourself? Any plans for the summer? Anything you're gonna do anything, play anything, watch anything. I, I have a big list of things that I'm going to play and watch. So, Well, I mean, I have all these ideas about what I'm going to do. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> a game comes around or my nephew comes calling. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everything kind of just goes out the window. Uh, but as of right now, I know one thing for sure is that Evander, my nephew, for those of you who don't know. Uh, hi, Manor. Have you listening? Um wants to go to the zoo Ooh, he wants to go to the zoo so which one that that is like my one thing that for sure like i have to do this summer i have to take him to the zoo uh my sister's been talking about taking a trip up to san antonio and we have a wedding going on this summer uh late summer uh so we might be all be going up there for that so there there's that but then also he he also came across like a something online or he came across either on youtube or something a, an ad about the gladys porter zoo okay so so i would like to be able to take him there too if not I, uh 
I, I always enjoyed my times at the Glass Porter Zoo whenever we went with school and stuff like that. And I know you and I, ha- it, it, it's funny like that we're talking about this because I know you and I have a, a big memory of going to the zoo too. Up you, you took me to my first zoo, man. I was the first time I've ever been to a zoo was with you. Yeah. <laughs> Over at the one in the Dallas or Fort Worth. It was, it was one. It was a, that tri area. I don't remember which one it was, but yeah, that's where the whole like snake thing. I think, it's, I think and, it's the I think it's the Fort Worth Zoo. The Fort Worth is that where it was, yeah. And and I remember saying, oh, I've never been to a zoo, and Rico's never been, and and Rico's dad dropped us off, and we were there at the zoo, man, and and we enjoyed it. I think we were there for a few hours or so, and we kind of saw the whole thing and the animals and the snake exhibit, and you oh, know, how <laughs> how were we, man? Uh we were we were like. Probably seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen, or yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was along those lines. And I remember saying I'd never been, I'd never been to a zoo, and I, my first zoo was a Rico. So go figure, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Have you ever been to a zoo? Uh, I think maybe he's seen. I, I don't know. He's seen animals and stuff, but I don't think he's ever been to a zoo zoo. And even if he has, like, he wouldn't have remembered it because, like, he's now at that age where he like is retaining memories and all that stuff. He's five, gonna be six. Yeah. Yeah, so now like he he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he sees in front of him, and he's gonna they, like these are memories that he's gonna remember now at this point. Yeah, I want to say my maybe my sister and brother in law took him somewhere when he was like two or three, but like to me that's still a little bit too young to yeah. build like that because they had uh, they had like little exhibits and stuff there in uh, Galveston when they when they were living up there. Mm-hmm. But this would be like this would be like the first time that he remembers everything. So um, I'm yeah. really excited. I, I, I had one. I've been wanting to go to a zoo. I haven't been in a long time. And then when my sister mentioned it, I was like, perfect. Like, what a, what a perfect opportunity. Which actually, they just took him to SeaWorld last weekend. So he did get to see Shamu. SeaWorld? Yeah. I, I haven't been to SeaWorld in years. And I probably want to go back just because of that documentary that kind of just stained everything. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for real. Like when when uh my sister sent me some videos and stuff and they were uh you could see Shamu and stuff like that and they you could see like the kids getting splashed and Evander getting splashed and stuff. And I was like, "Man, I thought they like I thought like that was done. Like I thought the whole orca thing was done like with all the you know, the smearing and all that, the the campaigns against it and the captivity thing and the tra- the stuff that's happened with the trainers and I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, he enjoyed it, so there's that. But then, of course, there's that other side. Everybody yeah. talks about, like, the dark side of it all. Craziness, dude. But, no, yeah, no, that, I, that, that's my one thing that I really want to do this summer, the zoo. And yeah. honestly, what, who better than Rico to share another first experience with someone else, man? <laughs> so, it's, it's, I don't know, for, for some reason with zoos, I associate zoo with you just because of that, so... And I always tell that story. Oh yeah, my first zoo I was Rico. Like you know, I, a lot of my a lot of those weird things. You know, first time I got yeah. drunk was with Rico. <laughs> so okay, we got a couple more years for that one. <laughs> uh, have you been to the zoo since? I've yeah, I went. Well, I went to Gladys Porter Zoo years ago. Also, um, so I don't remember. Very, honestly, I don't even remember who, why, when, or who or what. Like that. That one was very, and this was probably in my twenties, early twenties. I do remember going to Gladys Porter Zoo once. Um, as a matter of fact, actually, uh, Melanie and I are gonna go see Andrew Garfield at a con, car show slash con, Marvel con, superhero con 
in San Antonio. I forgot what week. I think it's July 9th or 8th or something like that. Well, she got she got a photo op with Andrew Garfield, so we're going to go to that con. And then she had mentioned about maybe going to the zoo. And for some reason, I... I don't know. That sounds like a great idea. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I'm down. I, I like animals. I love animals. I, it's always just cool to see them myself. So I think that's something we might actually do. It's funny that you mentioned it because I think we're planning on going to the zoo and then to that con. Nice. Well, perfect. Yeah. I, I always love seeing the animals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, dude. Awesome. So, that would be good. Aquariums are also really fun, too. But actually, it kind of just depends which one you go to. I've been to some that are, like, very sad. <laughs> I've been to some that are uh, most are amazing. Uh, the one that I went to, I don't remember where it was that I went to one that was, you could tell like that they weren't doing well and like they were kind of getting ready to close. And if I'm not mistaken, they closed like shortly after we went there, but it was, oh, really? it was kind of sad. <laughs> not in terms of the animals or anything, but you could just tell like they were just no, they didn't have much going yeah. on. I think the only one I went to was the one in Corpus Christi. Okay, that yeah. one's usually a good time. Yeah, yeah. We uh, this was actually a few years ago. I was uh, we did a summer school for our ACE program, and we chaperoned students to Corpus Christi, and we went to the, we showed them. To, um, we were chaperones for the college A uh, and I there in Corpus, mm-hmm. and then we they took we went to the zoo. So we were chaperoning with the students there at the zoo, and it was a good time. I remember the the fishes and the turtles. I'll, it's always trippy when you see the turtles, just how massive they are, man. So yeah, yeah. That, that was re- that was recent. Yeah, the only other thing now that I think about it, since we are going to San Antonio, there is a place in uh, San Antonio that I've looked up several times for us to take like a, a trip and go up there, specifically again for Evander. There's a place called the Duseum. The uh, Duseum, which is supposed to be a museum, but the Do part is like it's supposed to be a lot of hands-on stuff Ooh. where where you're able to do activities and things like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, what better than you know, taking a kid to do, to learn stuff and be able to do stuff with his hands and get involved. And, you know, remember, it, it makes it so much more memorable than just walking around looking at this and looking at that. Like, instead, mm-hmm. you get hands on, you know, I, I feel like that would be a lot more exciting. You could, From what I understand, you get to, like, build stuff and color stuff and do a bunch of cool stuff that, you know, I wish I would have done when I, I, or I wish I could have done when I was a kid, I guess. I mean, I think you, you I think as we're older, we tend to be more um, appreciative of museums and zoos and just different things like that. I know when I was little, you never really wanted to go or do anything. At least I didn't. I was just a homebody. Yeah, and I still am, don't get me wrong, but I'll at least appreciate what I see, what I do. As a matter of fact, Melly and I, again, was just maybe like a month or two ago, we went to the, um, we have a museum here in McAllen, there mm-hmm. by the library. You know what I'm talking about? Totally oh, she, yeah. knows, she knows which one it is, and I don't. And... I don't think I'd ever, I had always driven there, maybe even been outside Pokemon Go when it was crazy, but I never actually been inside. Well, I went inside and I got in for free because I was a teacher and I started looking. And as a matter of fact, I think Roma, a neighboring uh, city from where we live, actually had students' high school displays there because I guess they kind of um, changed displays for different schools and all kinds of things. And they had their artwork there in the first exhibit. We know they had like the, the they had a couple of animals there, but then they had like an art show in the back and uh, uh, one of the local painters who, you know, who kind of displayed their collection in the back also. So we, I, we enjoyed it. We were there for maybe about an hour and a half kind of looking around. And again, the just being able to appreciate something like that, which is really cool. So yeah, man. Right on. Yeah. yeah, one time, I hadn't been there in years either at the museum in McAllen. And uh, my sister had like a doctor's appointment. 
but we took I I took her and we we were we were in town a little bit early, so we went to I said you know what let's go check out the museum I haven't been there in years I don't know if you've ever been there so let's go check it out they ended up having like a dinosaur exhibit but then they had this exhibit with like uh cameras like crazy cameras and stuff like that and there was one like part where you could um you could uh activate the camera and the fps on it was so high that it would uh you would enable like slow-mo on the camera and you can see frame by frame every single thing that like you're doing so like you move your head in a funny way so you see your cheeks like rubbery like Mm. as you're like going like side to side like if you're doing a no gesture or like if you uh blow up your cheeks and like go like right like you're seeing your lips and everything it was the funniest thing and such like a a crazy experience that my sister and i had from like having this like hour and a half to kill to like having the best time at the museum like real random if i remember correctly they also had like this crazy thing where they had like a a, like a music exhibit and the highlight of that was like a on the wall like they had like uh like tiles on the wall that essentially made up like a piano and you would touch certain parts of the wall and it would play like a note and stuff like that it was so Mm -hmm. cool so yeah there's there's a bunch of hidden gems out there man like with these things like that that like like you say, you don't appreciate until you get a little bit older, and you know. I guess yeah. I guess who you're with too has something to do with it. Like the museum, the 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 zoo. You know, um, taking advantage to the museum is probably going to be a, an experience of itself. You know, going to the zoo with my nephew, going to the zoo with you for the first time. Like you know, it was it, it, that's kind of what makes it fun a little bit yeah. more fun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we do have news this week. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I don't, it wasn't a lot, right? Like, I think that's more so why, um, just because yeah. there wasn't much, or I think we're going to actually get back into our discussion, but it'll be a, a different episode, but yeah. So I don't anticipate this new segment being long. I don't think question. it'll be too, I don't, I, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't think it'll be too crazy, but I think, I think we are going to have little inputs here and there that I think are going to be interesting. Uh, before we get into too much like of the you know the regular stuff that we get into, uh, Carmelo Anthony announced his retirement this past week. Yeah, uh, got a lot of outpouring from you know people around the league, coaches, players, teammates, you know a lot of people, fans, you know about everything he's done for the game. You know he's he kind of just was that guy. You know that guy that went out there and got a bucket. Uh, no matter where he was, up pretty much up until the end, man. Like he had his games too. There, even at the end, where he would score and go off and pick his, find his spots and stuff like that. So yeah, shout out to to Mello. Um, you know, I I I can already foresee that there's going to be a lot of discussions about Hall of Fame and uh, whether or not he goes in. I think I saw somewhere that the commissioner already said something about like him going in. So I don't know. What do you think? I, I think I, I think he will probably he'll, he'll get in. I know he had more of a um, he was always the Olympic guy, and Carmelo Anthony was always synonymous with just the Olympics. And he and he he gave his years more so. I think he did what three Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, three or four, something like three that. Three or four, yeah. And I, mm. I know that was more of the highlight of stuff. I know he never won, but he took the Denver Nuggets. And, and it's, it kind of sucks because I know right now Denver's in the finals and Jokic and, and Carmelo share a number. And Joe and Joker is amazing. Again, he's a, one of our one of our favorite players, if not, you know, in the in the in the league right now. Uh, Rico and I, and I say one because Rico has Luca on his side, right? But I know Joker is always one that we're just very, very fond of, and they share numbers. And I know some people are like, oh, you know, he Carmelo became an afterthought, and it's kind of unfair because Carmelo took this Denver Nuggets team that was just obscure and had a losing record and transformed them overnight. He took these guys, you know, v- very reminiscent of, of Allen Iverson taking his team, his team of nobodies. And I, it sounds mean, right? But that's that's the narrative uh, for that. His team to the finals. And Carmelo did that very similarly. And like Rico said, it was just a walking bucket. I think it's kind of unfairly criticized as far as, you know, people kind of look at more so his, what, recent years rather than his prime years and stuff like that, especially what he had actually accomplished. Uh, you know, as far as scoring titles and such, again, you know, and there are there's Hall of Famers who have never won a ring, but there are guys who've been that what is it staple for the NBA have been that um, revolutionized the NBA in some in some form or fashion. And I record I said this guy was just a walking bucket. He would go he would go in there and he would just just drain shots. You know what I mean? So I I, I personally think he should get in. Uh, but we'll see. And again, if you mentioned that the commissioner already said, well, yeah, he's going to get in, then I think it's pretty much safe bet, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I, I also feel the same. Like, uh, there was this series that I'll never forget with Carmelo and the Nuggets actually up against uh, your your hero Kobe and his Lakers. Mm-hmm. That was so physical and stuff back in the day. If I'm not mistaken, we're still in high school. Uh, but it was something else. And Carmelo built up that team. And then they had like this... Uh, he kind of put this culture in there, like with Ke- guys like Kenyon Martin and J.R. Smith and Birdman. Birdman, yeah. Where they were just, yeah, that they, team, were, man. <laughs> they were rough and tough and yeah, physical dude. and physical, and they didn't care, man. They wouldn't back down. Not not too much unlike uh Jimmy Butler and his heat. I yeah, mean, exactly. Uh so they they were fun to watch. And uh I, I always uh, admired too, like you mentioned, Carmelo never Whenever, whenever the Team USA came calling, he never turned them down. Uh, and, you know, nothing against some of the other guys, but some of the other stars in the league, you know, have kind of bypassed it, whether they were working on themselves physically or, you know, getting ready for their season or whatever. Like, Melo is one guy that never said no to representing his country. And I know that that's something he's very proud of. And, you know, I feel like if, if uh, for whatever else, people will, like, try and uh put him down for like lack of accomplishments he didn't do this he didn't do this like he always represented his country and i feel like that's that is like way up there in terms of like uh accomplishments for him uh if i'm not mistaken he also got some scoring titles at least i I know like one or two i remember remember several uh, you know and as a matter of fact i just put up a saying he's 10 time nba all-star which hey you know uh scoring title in 2013 uh, mm-hmm. Second team, third teams combined six times. Um, he is part of the 75th anniversary team. So again, this guy is just, you know, he he was a walking bucket, you know, and and like Rico just said, he did go to the Olympics four times. You're absolutely yeah. right. Four, eight, twelve, and sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, congrats uh, and what a career for you, Melo. Yeah, man, absolutely. 
Uh, I didn't have too much. Uh, I, I actually, not that I didn't have much. I didn't have anything when it came to anime. Uh, I know there was some little announcements here and there. I know you shared a little something about. Uh, did you? I thought I thought you had shared something. Mm, I don't think I. Not this time around. I don't think I shared anything. No, it was that I remember. I was remembering that malevolent spirit thing, but that was from last week. That was from last week. Yeah. Uh, as far as this week, uh, as far as this week for anime, nothing really kind of going down. The only thing again is um, actually start prepping for your summer lineup. Summer lineup will get will begin in probably a month. See more or less what you're gonna watch, what you're not gonna watch, what catches your eye, what doesn't catch your eye. I know a lot of the anime right now are actually getting ready to wind down. I know the majority of the of them that came out for the spring season are already on episodes nine and ten ish, maybe around there. So they those are probably already getting ready to wrap up. So this would be a good time again, and you'll probably hear us again, uh, probably not next week, but in two weeks or so, already have some, at least some thoughts about some of the ones, some of the first seasons and some other things, and especially some of the things to look forward to and for the summer uh, anime schedule. So that's probably about it. There wasn't very much. Everything was just more so um, mangas and, and other stuff getting ready to, you know, ramp up or finish. But yeah, I, I have been. Uh, the one thing I did see this week is they, up until the uh, Black Clover movie coming out on Netflix, Sword of the Wizard King, I did see that they're going to start putting out like character trailers. And I think they did put out the first one, which is centered around Asta. And it comes out the 16th. So we probably we have what, one, two, like three weeks or two weeks until it comes out. And there's supposed to be another one coming out on the second for for you know um so i i haven't watched the the trailers yet but i probably will get to watching them uh also oshinoko i caught up today this morning and <clears throat> episode six man was crazy episode six and seven uh is what i watched today and holy crap man it just continues to be phenomenal actually that, that's actually one of the ones i'm gonna catch up on a little later <laughs> yeah so that's been uh, dude amazing <laughs> yeah I've been, I've been seeing a lot of buzz about like uh, uh a character that we really at least from where i was like i didn't know much about yet or i i had seen but i didn't really know anything about and i was like dude what what's the big deal with this character and then i watched today's up today's uh or i caught up with these past two weeks episodes today and i get it <laughs> i get it I don't know, I'll, I'll be getting it soon. I know. I, I know Rico had um. Had it's gonna hit you hard. Up. Yeah, and, and that's actually hard, bro. that's actually one of the ones that I'm actually gonna actually watch a few episodes a day. Kind of break. I've been slowly getting slowly but surely with the One Piece, at least an episode, two episodes a day. Slow down a bit just because I'm trying to catch up on Succession, which I did. But I'll talk more about Succession over when we talk about TV and movies. Yeah, so I think that's it, uh, really, with uh, anime. Just uh, keep on watching. I know uh, Demon Slayer had a new episode come out today. I haven't checked it out yet, but I will. Uh, and like Marcus said, just uh, keep on watching what you're watching and uh, keep looking out for what's up next. Mm -hmm. uh, gaming. Actually, no, let's do TV and movies first. Because gaming, I think we're going to have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, TV and movies. Uh, Witcher showrunner says the show will go on after... Henry Cavill's departure. I think we kind of knew this with the whole uh, with Liam Hemsworth being like put into that role. But just hearing, <clears throat> I think in his quotes, he said that there's a lot of story left to tell so that they were not going to give up on the series with Cav Cavill leaving and they were going to continue to push forward. And, you know, the whole 
uh, nine yards. They're gonna try to stay true to the to the stuff, like the stories and all that. So, mm-hmm. uh, for those Witcher fans, <clears throat> the show's going on. Uh, another thing is uh, HBO exec confirms that they are working deeply on the Jon Snow series to get it in shape for a potential green light. Something we've talked about quite a bit because I know I'm a big uh, Game of Thrones guy. Um, and, you know, possibilities for the John Snow series is something like I love to speculate and I can go on about all day. But, uh, you know, they're kind of just shaping it up to try and get it in production. I know, I don't know, with the writer strike and all that stuff, I don't know how that affected all this or what, uh, what are like the last kind of obstacles they need to figure out in terms of getting, you know, the green light from everybody at HBO. Or how like the Max thing and all that has kind of that merger of Discovery and HBO Max. How what's been put on the back burner? What's been you know? Uh, I know the Harry Potter series is something we're excited about and we kind of talk about. I know there's a lot of different feelings about that, but I don't know. I just I hope this show comes out. I hope it gets greenlit. I hope it's good uh, and kind of like redeems the show for a lot of people. I know I still love it, but I know a lot of people got that sour taste in their mouth from the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been discussion too uh, about Will Farrell possibly playing John Madden in a movie around like the game, centered around the game and its origin and how all that kind of played out. Uh, Will Farrell is John Madden. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of curious. Again, I'm, I'm I've never been the biggest Will Farrell fan, but just because sometimes his comedy hits with me, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, strangely enough, you know, there's things like um, Tadig Nights and the Blades of Glory and um what was the other one like anchorman i know people rave about it but that was one that i just could not get to and again it's just whether it hits or hits or miss but i am more compelled maybe to check it out one is john madden you know football two uh i want to see will ferrell in a serious role and usually these guys who are always are okay you know they're always just uh one-dimensional there's no other you know, thing to them, Adam Sandler being one of those type of guys, actors who was like, oh, he's just, he's Adam Sandler, you know, he's one time, he's just one way. So Will Ferrell will probably get to show off his acting chops and I'm going to probably be surprised. It's definitely an opportunity because I know they've been, there's always those guys that are typecast, like you mentioned, Adam Sandler. I know another one is uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Like, can he do anything but comedy? And then I know he's had like some films where he's like done like a little bit more serious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some that were successful and others that weren't as successful, but it'll it'll be a chance for Will Ferrell to do a little bit. I, I feel like he will have to be a little bit funny. I, I I can't see him not at least making a little bit of joke about it. But yeah, I, I would like to see what he can do. You show off his acting chops. Yeah, especially I know not a lot of people were a fan of it, but I know one of the other guys associated with Will Ferrell, uh, John C. Riley, was uh, a big part of this uh, this Lakers show that came out on HBO. Uh, last year or a year before mm-hmm. uh, and he was phenomenal as dr jerry bus he was amazing in that role uh so i don't know i, I hope it works out i am i am a big will fire fan but i there are movies that are more miss for me of his uh it's funny that you mentioned uh anchorman because also <laughs> like that one it was funny and there's moments but compared to tatting and night step brothers some of the other ones uh what is it the other guys is that what, what it's called the, the other guys see yeah the other oh. guys was funny Tad and I, I even like blade of glory even though it got like yeah. a bomb but like i and, and it was a matter of fact you mentioned uh what was the other one you mentioned just now um not step brothers no brothers other guys 
no, no, it was one more. That was a, it was the first one you had mentioned. Man, dude. The one that was, didn't hit Anchorman. No, there was Anchorman, and then another one you had mentioned just now. I forgot. Oh, the Step Brothers. Yeah. because uh, I liked it. the other guys. Step Brothers, I thought was another miss for me personally. You see, what I mean, like it's just it's real weird. Will Ferrell and and I, but again, that's to kind of see more Will Ferrell more in a serious note. It can be interesting. Which is the one? Which is the one where Will Ferrell is uh, na- like he's narrating his life, or he has a narrator doing his oh. life? That one is that one's a pretty good movie too. I don't know if you've seen that one. I don't. It's not. I was gonna say it's not free or no. It's not like that. Mm. Stranger, Stranger than, than fiction. fiction. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that I one, that one. That was a real good movie. I I, 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 I enjoyed that one too. Yeah, I really actually yeah, I did it once or twice. I remember enjoying it. Less laughing impression came out in 2006. Yeah, kicking and screaming. <laughs> Actually, that movie was that the orange juice one. Yeah, the, you're the you know who I am. Yeah, you're the juice <laughs> boy. Oh man. Yeah, so we'll we'll see that that should be uh, that should be an interesting take. Let's see what we get out of it. Um, there's been rumors too the last couple of days uh, about, or I, I'm guessing. I've seen it ramped up a lot more of uh, about Donnie Yen coming back as Ip Man in Ip Man number five. Uh, I know a bunch of people feel different ways about that because of what happens like at the end of Ip Man four and stuff like that. So where this is going to go or if it's, is it going to where is it going to take place and stuff like that? I know. I don't know if it's you or if it's your brothers, but I know that there's fans of the Ip Man series in your family. All of us. Yeah. All of you. Okay. All of you. Yeah. Me, Daniel, and RJ. Yeah. Mind so I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of them myself too. So I'm excited that Donnie Yen's going to be coming back uh, for this and let's just see where it goes. Um, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. I, I, I like Donnie Yen a lot. I've always liked his martial arts style, I guess. And just the kind of like martial arts charisma that he brings onto the screen. It kind of, you know, like, like John Wick four, you know what I mean? Like I thought Kane, the character was the best part of the film personally uh, to, uh again it's kind of funny because when we watched it i realized that it's a three-hour movie and two and a half hours of that was just action like just action you're watching an action like just straight up fight scenes and it became kind of a slug fest for me unfortunately but yeah you heard it here first i'm that guy but but donnie and i would love to see a spin-off series based off that character came yeah and then uh before i get into the last thing um, I know this is going to be today is actually the last day you mentioned uh, succession. I know this week is also the last week of Ted Lasso. So these uh, really top tier shows are going to be wrapping up this week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other ones that I are probably not on either of our radars. I'm sure that are finishing up. There's something else on HBO also finishing up this week because I've seen something saying like, oh, the last week of succession and the last week of something else. I don't remember what that other show is. But uh, there's it's been on advertisements and stuff. So there are some really good shows wrapping up. Uh, I know you said you mentioned earlier you caught up on Succession. What do you think? Well, man, you, it's... Oh, and by the way, the other one was Barry. And I was like, I think it's Barry. Barry, huh? Barry. Was there it? We yeah. Go. yeah it I, Barry. Because I just started the second... Uh, the uh, watching the first half of that season. And um, Barry's supposed to be very, very good. So I, I do, I do want to kind of see uh barry and kind of finish that off once we're done but succession was the one that kind of just 
picked up for me. I know Rick had mentioned, you know, the first season, whatever. I've obviously thought the the personally favorite season three was amazing. But we're here at the end. We're at the end game of succession. You know, the the storylines are are still there. They've always been real tight and close niche. Like they, they don't stray away from anything. They don't forget anything. And it's just concise, man. You want you want compelling story and it's just been awesome, dude, especially with uh, episode three that just kind of dropped here in season four. But man, we're, episode nine was amazing. Episode eight, like all the the siblings, like it, it's happening, dude. So we're gonna, finally going to see just how it's going to wrap up. And there's still, you can kind of see the, re- the resolution coming on here, but hopefully it's going to be a long one, man. It's kind of see the resolution of the story and see who kind of takes over the company. So we'll see, man. But I'm excited. It drops today at eight o'clock, I think. So we'll see. Would you rather be a Roy or a Lannister? <laughs> more, uh, what, what family is more chaotic? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, dude, I don't know. Because the thing that because and, and it's funny that you mention it because they are they are pretty similar, man. The it's strange enough, like w- when it comes to when it comes to people, like they they they're just gonna they're out for blood, even amongst themselves. You know, if if there's something that's that that pisses them off, they're gonna let it be known. And they're going to fight you for it. But when it comes just to like core family, you know, obviously maybe Lannister's a little bit more just because, you know, the whole thing with them. But when it comes to like family values and the thing, and the thing <laughs> the that kind of, yeah, <laughs> both of them do like, and it's crazy because you see it for the siblings, like they're out for blood and they're at each other's throats. But when it comes to like an outside source kind of messing with them and, hey, you know, like, hey, this is family time or whatever, like they love each other and, you know, they hug it out and all these things and, the dynamic has always been there and but now and which is why season four has been very interesting is because that sibling dynamic that's always been there for the first three seasons because you're kind of rooting for them just to kind of become the big three and do stuff like and again even though they they fought they fight they fight they fight they're at each other's throats they've always had that respect as a as a brother and a sister that hey I love you. You're my brother and I'm going to protect you. Because even Logan, I think it was in season one with his brother said, like, I'll do anything for my brother. Even though he hates me, I'll do anything for him. Like those core family values are still there in succession. But it kind of seems like in season four, I don't know if their their bond is going to survive, dude. And that's when I'm really kind of like, oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Like this, it's happening. So again, once one more episode to kind of see how everything unravels is going to be exciting. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I as I as watching, I've only watched the first season and a little bit of season two, and I restarted it now that Marcus told me it was ending, so that I could watch the whole thing through. Uh, and I even just with season one, I drew a lot of parallels between those two families. You know, the complicated uh, stuff like with the siblings, the the parent that like has established like this empire and cares about uh you know legacy and all that kind of stuff above all and then you know you have the the complications you know like you mentioned the lannisters like are on a different level in terms of like jamie and uh cersei you kind of have that little i'm not sure because i haven't seen enough of shaban but the character shaban comes across to me like as the sibling that can maybe become the most cold-hearted and like that is Cersei to me, like in in uh, in terms of the Lannister. So I see a lot of a lot of similarities there and complicated things. So mm-hmm. that's something I guess I need to watch the show and then maybe we can just hash it out on a different podcast discussion about which one would you rather be a part of. <laughs> and I mean, well, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, because the Lannisters, like, 
Like they're in the war, dude. <laughs> like yeah, of, war. <laughs> of, of, of course, settings are different, and like you know, people are being killed and stuff like that in this one. Versus over here, it's kind of just a lot more. It's not that extreme, but it's as extreme as it can get. You know, like yeah, I, and that and mind you, like I haven't seen it all yet, so I don't know to the extremes to which they go, but I can imagine. If, I, if what I've seen in season one and the little part of season two, that it, it gets insane. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I have here is uh, John Wick. You mentioned John Wick earlier. John Wick 5, already in early works. Uh-huh. Uh, so I know John Wick 4 was huge success. And, uh, you know, diff- uh, kind of like with the whole Ip Man thing, I know something's happened at the end of the movie that has some questions about what this is going to what what this uh story is going to focus on when it's going to focus on stuff like that but i mean it was great so another one another one's coming and i can be a writer for john wick 5 there you go <laughs> then uh this also transitions us over to gaming because there's also works of a game of john wick coming out which i think we have covered before but uh, it was more just rumors at, at that point. And now, like, you know, we're getting a new movie. We're probably going to get a game, too. It makes sense. Uh, I would imagine something Hitman-style type game or something like that. What would you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitman or I guess like a Tom Clancy. Remember those um, Splinter Cell? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or if not Splinter Cell, then maybe. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, remember those old Matrix games? The GameCube and NC, uh, it was GameCube, I think. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but you played as you didn't play as Neo or any of them, but you played as two other uh, two other uh, people in the Matrix, and it kind of had those action elements to a uh, uh, super hardcore action elements to it. I totally forgot which one it was. You don't remember that those Matrix games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm drawing more so like connections okay. with. All right, I'll have to look them up and see what it's like. I never had, I never owned a GameCube. Oh, that's right. Like, that I think that, that's right. the only Nintendo console I don't think I ever owned. Let me see. What was it called? The game. Enter, no, 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 Enter the Matrix? I'm trying to remember which one it was, dude, because uh, I first, is it Enter the Matrix? That sounds familiar. Enter the Matrix. Yes, yes. It was, a, it, was, it was Enter the Matrix. That was the one that, that, was the one that, um, that I remember playing. So I, I'm assuming it's going to be some concept very similar to that. Where you're busting through windows, you know, just basically ragtag. Or as a matter of fact, you know, a better uh, connection might be a Max Payne. <laughs> mm, there we go. Max Payne. Dude, you ever those Max Payne games, dude? I played very, very little. But to me, the thing I know of from Max Payne, like, the most is, like, the most ridiculous, like, trophies and achievements I've heard. At, at least from what I've heard. Like to play it like on the max difficulty and not die. Oh yeah, after it is like uh, quite the task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually we, I I must have passed a Max Payne one multiple times growing up. I I must have beat that game just numerous numerous times. Part two, um, I actually beat several times too. The one I actually only beat once, and I did play part three. Uh, and I've always played them on the hardest difficulty. Um, you know for the most part but part three came out in 2012 and i beat that one once because it kind of reminded me more of uh what's his name of um dang it of uh john from the christmas movie die hard 
Bruce Willis. <laughs> I was like, man, was it? Uh, kind of always reminded me of Bruce Willis. But the reason I say Max Payne more so is because Max Payne has that uh, mechanic mechanic bullet time. I don't know if you remember that one, where you have bullet time and you can use it to kind of slow down time and fire off your weapon at multiple people. For John Wick to be able to do something like that, obviously, right, he'd be able to pull off something like that. So uh, Max Payne would probably be a more harder parallel than that, man. But Max Payne story, I still remember it being super tripped out, especially in part one, man. It was like you had to run off the trail of blood and you hear what's you know, was it your baby crying and people talking shit. No, it was it was intense. But Max Payne would be a great parallel to that John Wick game. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think that's that's the perfect parallel. Uh, we did get into gaming a little bit already, but uh, continuing with that, um, a Knights of the Old Republic remake is an active development, according to Embracer. I know for the Star Wars fans out there, I actually have never played the Knights of the Old Republic game. I know it's like a big hit, and people always rave about it and talk about it. Game changer ahead of its time, or some of the things that you kind of hear when it comes to that series. So that the, we kind of already knew uh, that this was in the books but now it being like official uh i i guess according to embracer um which is a pretty good source i'd say um i mean it's coming and i'm excited to be able to like, experience this like in new age i know <clears throat> i'm a person that personally has like a hard time going back uh when it's super super far uh there are games that hold up very well I'm just I'm sure this one holds up. I at least that's what I hear from a lot of people, but I I struggle myself. Have, did you ever play this Knights of the Old Republic? I have not. I think the only Star Wars game I ever played was the one in N64. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. It's the one where you start off in the um uh, in the what's the, what's the the flying craft and you have to uh take down those AT what is it, A two AT twos or whatever, those those four legged things. You have to ATT, use that rope. Yeah. ATTs, you have to use that rope to trip them up and stuff like that and i i I always struggled so hard in that game that's the only mission i ever did and i remember being excited because that's i passed that mission and then when i saw there was more to it i said nah i'm over this game and returned it yeah i played that one force unleashed uh one and two i also the jedi survivor i haven't picked up but i did play the first one so i never played any of those so those were fun but uh kotar is supposed to be a big deal At at least that's what people call it kotar Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, there's also this rumor going around right now that I saw maybe the day before yesterday, but I've seen it. I don't know if it's just still a rumor. Uh, it's supposed to be coming off of somebody that has knowledge uh, and has leaked stuff uh, with the Destiny, uh, Bungie's Destiny uh, game. But uh, this account has said that Sony is possibly looking to acquire CD Projekt Red. Oh. So that would be The Witcher. It's kind of like the big, big one. And then uh, now Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk would be the other one. So, again, that's just a rumor, leaks, stuff like that. So we'll have to wait and see. And uh, I don't know. What, what, what would you think of this? What would you think of that uh, acquisition? I like Sony in terms of new IPs, interesting IPs, um, storytelling IPs, obviously. And if they were to fund but keep CD Projekt Red intact and let them kind of do things at their own pace, I think it might just be the perfect fit for them. Just because, again, you know, Sony does 
I, I've always associated Sony more so with those single player experiences and doing a damn good job with those single player experiences more so than just about anybody. Um, I've always associated Xbox more so with those multiplayer experiences, which explains obviously why I'm I'm big on on um, Act uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision. But if I would not be upset if Sony went and said, "Hey, you fine, you get Activision. I'm gonna pick up all these other, you know, really good." studios and make them work right uh cg project red being one of them where hey that's that's right up sony's alley dude so uh i would not be upset by that at all yeah i i wouldn't have an issue with it either the only thing for me is that since i kind of only play uh i, I don't own a playstation i actually have a, a ps4 here but i really don't play it uh i would just hope that it wouldn't mean exclusivity which yeah. I, I which I also don't want. Don't get me wrong. I also don't want exclusivity for like um, the Activision Blizzard stuff. Like I do hope that it still remains universal. That's not something I've ever wanted. Like oh, only we get this game or only you get that game. Like I don't want it one way or the other, whether it's in my favor or against me. So yeah, that, 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 would, that, been, that would be my only hope. Microsoft has always been pretty open about. You know, that's not their aim at all. It's not their intentions. Maybe a time exclusive here or there. And I know more companies, more th third party companies are actually doing the whole time exclusive thing, especially the ones that are kind of associated with Sony. Um, and I'm thinking more like the Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Um, but in this case, as gotcha as it sounds or as bad as it sounds, I wouldn't put pa I wouldn't put Sony past this making it, you know, hey, we're going to make it exclusive because that's always been Sony's appeal more so than anything else. Are those exclusive games? Because yeah. I mean, you have Imagine Witcher, God of War, um, uh, Cyberpunk, um, Horizon, like you know what I mean? Uh, Uncharted, Naughty Dog type titles being exclusive. You know that's that's a hell of a first party library. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only positive thing for me, like in that, uh, like with all that going on, is that uh, a lot of those games have started to come to PC. Of course, it's a little later. Yeah. It's it's usually at least a year, but still, like I do have a chance to play some of those games uh, if I really want to. So that's the only positive. I just I just uh, I'm I'm all good. I think they could, like you say, do a massive service if they leave them intact and kind of just let them do their thing and kind of just have their back, and they could actually improve some of these games. You know, I know The Witcher is a big one because how do you follow The Witcher three with everything it did? Yeah, and then. Uh, Cyberpunk, I know had a had a rocky start, but ended up being a pretty damn good game. I know we're both anticipating that uh, DLC, so we'll see. Uh, sticking with Sony, we did have the is it a, it, it's not a state of play, right? It was a, it's a it showcase. State of play. showcase. Summer, there we go. I'm, a, I'm assuming it'd be their summer so showcase, so they're the first one to put out something. Their big, you know, showcase for the summer, whereas we usually get. Um, well, what would have been E3, so this is going to be some, PlayStation's big, big one. Yeah, and I, I did get to watch this. Uh, there was just a couple things that I had that I thought looked kind of exciting. Uh, I know from what I read online, there was a lot of mixed feelings. Some people were very happy to see certain little things. Other people, uh, I saw a lot of outrage about like the direction that Sony's going and stuff like that in terms of like live service and different things like that. I, I I didn't even catch that, to be honest. It was just like a, a section of people that I saw that were outraged. Uh, just real quick for the things that were on my radar, the thing they started off with, Fair Game, uh, looked 
okay. It looked like something I will be paying attention to, just looking at down the line. Uh, Phantom Blade was another one that I saw, not just me, but a lot of people got excited about. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the formula for Sony. Like at the kind, those are like the kind of games that they do best. Yeah, is like what I saw in when I saw the type thing. Exactly. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. 16. 16. There we go. 16. Huge on my radar. Like that game looked amazing, and like Final Fantasy usually does. But there was something about the game. And the gameplay that I saw that I was like, okay, this is this looks like a game that I would that I want to play. Mm-hmm. And I've never I've I've always thought that the games look good, but never to the point where like I have to play this game. I can so tell you, is- I, I can probably tell you why it's on your radar. Why? <clears throat> because it looks very very high fantasy, and I think I'm pretty sure you're a big fan of that because the other games did not look like the like as far as the setting and the appeal of 16 compared to the other ones 15 mm-hmm. had that more had that uh yeah there was kind of some fantastic elements but you had these um technological cities black panther type thing uh 14 mmo 13 all the way to seven you know had these just th- there were more steampunk type things where this one looks just hey you're a guy in an armor very um what's that uh what's the game you like esso very eso like type thing mm-hmm. and i think that that was right up your alley i actually when i saw it i thought the same thing i was like man i was like i was like this is kind of looks like a, a game record that i actually enjoy just because of the setting it's Hell been yeah. I, it's, it's final yeah. fantasy yeah and that's what i'm saying it's final fantasy 16 and even i was kind of like dang like it looks intense just because more so it's not um the setting will have a lot to do with the location have a lot to do with the way somebody interacts with the game i know you know where you're driving cars and like in 15 and yeah these vehicles and yeah the exploration's there you know what i mean but this one looks very just high fantasy and this is very game of thrones very rico and i said huh i think the brick might actually check this game out strangely enough I think you nailed it. I think you nailed everything that that got me excited <laughs> about the game. I tell you, dude. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned Elder Scrolls because up next is Dragon's Dogma, aka oh, aka Fake Skyrim. <laughs> so, I, and I, I don't mean any disrespect by that, but the game looked phenomenal. And what yes, what excited me about this is like. If this game looks this good, like Elder Scrolls 6 better bring it. Like they better bring it. It better like smack me in the face like when I get to see my first look at that. Uh so I would imagine they probably have to be working on it now that like we're coming up on the developer like deep dive. I know we I forget the date, but I know they announced like the Xbox showcase and that they're going to have like a like uh, uh something specific for what's what's their game their big one coming out starfield mm-hmm. something like a deep dive for starfield so now that that's out of the way like elder scrolls is up next in the next like couple years so um i'm excited like this game actually looked really good like i i i was joking about the fake skyrim thing like this game looked like something good in of itself so i'll, I'll be uh keeping my eye on this one too and checking it out last go thing back. for me oh go ahead i was gonna go back and um by part one i got part one for eight dollars on the xbox store a while back i think i own it oh do you i think i, I, I own it i started it and that actually i had every intention against that backlog i had every intention on going back and finishing it because this was right after the whole elden uh, uh elden ring thing i kind of wanted more from it or whatever and Drag- dragon's Dog- dogma was right up there right up the alley and part two just looked amazing, dude. And that's because I hear part one is 
amazing also, but part two looks good. So I'm actually excited for part two, Dragon's Dogma 2. When did part one come out? 2012. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I have owned this game <laughs> because after I played Skyrim, there was like this hole in my heart. <laughs> and I tried so many different games, Marcus. Like I bought games left and right. I think that was one. I think another one was uh, Knights of Amular or something like that. Something that got remade like actually in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdoms of Amular, Knights, something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, and then I bought like maybe three or four different games. And it just never satisfied like that itch that I had to play a game similar to that. Until Elden Ring. Elden Ring was finally like that game that I was like, dude, this is so satisfying. Like the way Skyrim felt back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have this anticipation for the next Elder Scrolls and man, they better. <laughs> if this game looks like this, this has to look at, like at least similar, if not better. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for something for that again, like a huge moment for me. Uh, last thing for me was Destiny 2. We got a teaser for the final shape. Uh, that included a, a character that uh, I won't say much, but uh, was uh, pretty exciting to see him uh, in the in the little teaser there, and um, nothing much. I think they did announce that we are going to get like a, a developer deep dive and something a little bit more expansive going forward. Again, this was just a teaser, but uh, those were the couple things that kind of were on my radar. Fair game, Phantom Blade, Final Fantasy, Dragon's Dogma, Destiny Two. Uh, now. I know you're the one that uh, actually has a PlayStation and plays your PlayStation. So any of these actually excite you as well? Do you want to expand on these? Do you want to touch on to some other things? Uh, What do you think? Well, I mean, I kind of expanded on the ones that you you talked about more so. And again, Final Fantasy 16, I actually had that one already pre-ordered the the Deluxe Edition. I didn't get the collector, just the Deluxe. Dragon's Dogma 2, and I think the other one you said was the Phantom Blade. Phantom Blade, which looked amazing. And uh, again... Sony does those um, kung fu games, Chinese kung fu games, very, very well. Um, the list I did pull up was the one on IGN, everything announced. I just didn't kind of want to go back and kind of go through everything. And one of the things that I found very interesting about these these games were I saw a couple of Nintendo flashes here and there. And again, I'm referring more so to the Splatoon-like, which looked good, but I probably won't play it, called Foam Stars. But mm, um, yeah. that one just that one was all like Splatoon. I was like, "What the hell?" Like it's it's scream Splatoon, yeah, yeah. And people were like, "Oh, look, Splatoon ripoff." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So people were hating on it. Uh, the other one that kind of threw me for a loop again, which looked interesting at first, but then I was like, "Okay, is this is this Zelda, which is the Towers of Ag Agasba or something like that?" And I was just like, "Oh, okay," because legit, like he's flying using a paraglider, just like uh, Link does in Breath of Wild, not, and he's just kind of you know just there but this one i guess the difference is that there's a bunch of beasts and animals and stuff like that so there were some that looked interesting and again i think it's going to be more so uh more of the uh, uh, gameplay trailers that come out more of the advertisement that comes out for these games now the ones that i do want to touch base on myself and i know metal gear solid for your metal gear solid fans snake eater did get that remake announced i'm not a big metal gear solid guy even though i played about half of them i know our our good friend leroy um loves middle gear so just probably something he's gonna get his hands on but the ones that i was more excited about more so besides the one rico's mentioned because i do like those also of course spider-man 2 the amazing trailer and a, a great gameplay 
Uh, if you liked part one, if you played the DLC or I guess the Miles Morales, you're going to love this one because I think they just right off the bat look like they expanded on a lot of that gameplay to make it more fluid. And especially one of the things I noticed was the traveling mechanic where in part one, you would kind of swing through buildings and it'd take a while and then you kind of jump and have a boost of speed or this one, like Miles is getting from point A to point B fast because yeah, fast travel is part of the game, but I, I wouldn't, I want to web sling to these places quite swiftly. You know what I mean? So the gameplay looked amazing. And then we had Craven the Hunter and he looked amazing. So that was a cool cinematic there in the beginning. Uh, we do have the Venom suit. And I know anytime Venom suit comes out, it's going to be intense. Now, part one did throw a bunch of events at you. So expect the kind of the same from this one. So it's going to be good. Better Man 2 looked amazing. I did want to see Wolverine. They didn't show anything on Wolverine, but that's going to be the next one after Spider-Man 2. So I'm sure, sure we're going to get more of that later. The other thing was Alan Wake 2. And if you've never played Alan Wake, there is cheap, There's you can buy it cheap on PC, on Xbox, play part one. It's an amazing just game story, you know, just horror-esque type thing where he, this guy, Alan Wake, is a writer who deals with almost as if the stuff he's writing about is coming to life and he deals with these shadows. And it's kind of tripped out because the mechanic here is you got to flash the light at the shadows, bring them to light, and then you can shoot them and kill them off. And it seems like in this one, it's taking place, uh, you know, probably sometime after part one because something happened in the end of part one. So it seems like something's kind of going on there and we haven't had an Alan Wake game in a long time. So I do have Alan Wake on my Xbox and I did get halfway through and for whatever reason I stopped, uh, I just stopped playing it. So I'll probably go back and finish it, but I am very excited about Alan Wake too. The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting, but again, Nintendo, again, influence, was the uh, Project Q, their coding Project Q, where they legit just got a eight inch HD screen and you're gonna be able to play games remote play remotely mm -hmm. on docked, right? That's exactly what it looked like. And I was like, okay, I guess we're getting um uh switch again. And but PlayStation's always done this. Always, always done this. Right. I still remember back when the Wii came out and Wii was just, you know, selling hotcakes and they came out with their motion control with that little light at the top that turns blue and yet, uh, blue and red. So PlayStation just capitalizing on the success of just different things and putting out their own version of it. So by all means, uh, they did give us Assassin's Creed. I stopped playing Assassin's Creed a while back. And again, they showed off, um, what's it called? Street Fighter, Talos Principle, nothing kind of there up my radar. Ghost Runner 2. Yeah, not and enough Chun-Li for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that did catch my eye was Giant Squid. These would be the people who made Journey. Uh, came out with the Sword of the Sea. Again, and these are more like my indie games type thing. So that one was on my radar. And then um, reveals Neva, which is the uh, studio who brought you Greece, which is that, it's, it's again, indie game. So if you're a fan of indie games, those two should be on your radar. And then some of the other mentions that looked interesting, but I'm going to keep my eye more so on them, is um, Revenant Hill which I'm pretty sure the game is already out or some, it's the one with the black cat, um, which again, indie game looks amazing. But then Grand Blue Fantasy Relink looks like something right up my alley. Tower of Fantasy, I know is already on, on, on PC, but again, it just does more. I do have it downloaded. It just does more for me to maybe want to go back and play it. And I know there is Immortals of Avum, but again, that single player magic shooter, maybe we'll see what's up. But again, a lot of these are just more so what that the one, game. That hmm? one looked interesting to me too. The yeah. Immortals of Avum. I was just uh, disappointed when I looked up uh, the guy that uh, was that main character, like the I guess the model for that main character, and 
realizing that it wasn't Jamie Tart uh, kind of upset me. <laughs> Jamie Tart. <laughs> he looks just like him, dude. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Um, but yeah, um, kind of just speed run through everything. You know, if it's on your radar, it is. If not, that's fine too. But again, this is more so of the things that when it gets close, when the release dates get closer, it, we're going to be able to see more of. I know there was, I know neither one of us, I don't think, are really into the whole VR thing, but I know they, they showed Beat Saber, Resident Evil 4, a couple of things coming to VR that had some people excited. I know that's just really not our cup of tea, so. Yeah. What would you give this presentation overall? Uh, I actually liked it. I actually go into a lot of these things uh, because I'm not a PlayStation person. Like, I want to see cool stuff because I want the industry, like, to move forward and I want xbox and you know other places uh, you know i want games to move forward no mm. matter what like i want them to be i want them to push you know yeah. so i actually thought there was a lot of cool stuff i know i know uh a lot of people's gripe was that they didn't talk en- enough about things that have already been announced that people are looking forward to maybe some of those bigger games uh but this kind of seemed more of like a lot of this stuff is coming soon uh, well, I saw a lot of 2024 things, no? Like uh, uh, release dates. And that could mean anything. Yeah, some. But, I, I mean, I, I, that's, well, what I mean is, like, in the next year. Maybe not, like, now, now. But okay. at, least, at least for the next year, like, most of these things are going to be coming out. Uh, Assassin's Creed was another one that they talked about in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I actually didn't, wouldn't rate it that bad. I think that... Uh, that project, well, what did you say, Q thing is, yeah. is actually pretty interesting too. I think the big thing is going to be the price point, uh, and that'll be exciting for a lot of people. Um, if I had to rate it out of ten, just because I'm uh, again, whether it's Nintendo, whether it's Microsoft, uh, PC Game Show, or in this case Sony, like I'm easy. You get me two or three things that I'm interested in, and I'm in because I'm not a guy that plays like a bunch of games. Um. I've tried, but I just can't. I can't keep up. Uh, so I think between how mu- how excited I was for Final Fantasy, uh, Destiny, I am a Destiny player, and uh, maybe trying out Dragon's Dogma, I would probably rate it pretty high at maybe a 7, maybe 6.5. I'm not, I'm not screaming watching this thing, but I was excited. Yeah, actually, I was. I would have given it a six. And again, not to say that it's. Why does that always happen? It's always like me, just a little bit, like right above you. You're, you're, you're very generous. I mean, you're not very generous. You're very, you're more optimistic than I am. I think that's what it is. Like I get in far of these things, and it happens a lot. And it does. I think I don't think there's been one thing where I've rated higher than you. I'm kind of looking back at stuff. I'm thinking like, huh. I'm trying to think of the other showcases. Um, Oh, this was Nintendo 10 out of 10. They could have Nintendo could have shown one thing and it was other ones and they automatically no. I, I'm I like I, I'm trying to view this through as unbiased as possible, even though I am a Nintendo fanboy and but I'm also an X, Xbox Pass guy. And but PlayStation has always been my single player experience. And like Rico said, Rico is 6.57, which I think is very, very fair. Um I'm just I would give it a six just because, yeah, like we could mention, nothing really blew me away. It was just stuff that we already knew was coming. We already seen. Again, the big thing to me was, again, just because, you know, it had, it had already been teased. 
what we saw more of was Alan Wake 2. We know we saw Alan Wake 2, Street Fighter. We already know about Spider-Man. We already knew about Final Fantasy. We already knew about uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Like, we knew about these games. So they didn't really show off anything that was new or spectacular. You know, this was more of a Nintendo, like Nintendo does their Nintendo Directs, where they're kind of saying, oh, it's a Nintendo Direct for games coming out in 2023 and just a little bit of 2024. That's what they did. You know what I mean? But nothing really brand, brand new that kind of came out. And the VR thing will always take away from me just because I don't, I'm not a big component of, of um, VR. And then when yeah. Sony did show some stuff that was brand new, to me, it just seemed like a rehash of something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, that's, I mean, that, yeah. that's fair. And, 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 and that's why I was just kind of like, you know, like, oh, we already have this in Nintendo form. We already have this in Nintendo form. And again, there's nothing wrong with capitalizing off other things, but it's just kind of like, uh, you know, like it's just we, we want something fresh. Like when 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 Sony did and brought out, oh, when they showed off Wolverine, that little teaser, oh man, that was awesome. Like that's what you want to see, more of those type of things. But in this case, it was just more of the stuff we've seen. It was a little bit more gameplay. Not to say I disliked any of it because the stuff that I liked, I loved. But again, it wasn't enough to for me as a whole show to kind of put me like, hey, like Rico said, I wasn't screaming and everything. I'm like, oh, badass, you know, uh, a gameplay trailer for Spider-Man 2. Or, oh, look, a little bit more Dragon's Dogma. Look, a little more of the Alan Wake 2 stuff that we had uh, they had previously talked about. So nothing really screamed at me. And, and when it was new, it was something that I felt I've seen elsewhere. So that's, you know, a little bit more hardcore, I guess. Yeah, I, it, and that's crazy to me because, like, I mean, you're not. I'm not saying like may, maybe both of us, maybe all, maybe everyone as a fandom, because like you think about it, we saw like think about the names that we saw in this presentation: Street Fighter, Alan Wake, uh, Metal Gear, Assassin's Creed, uh, potential for something that could be like a new. Uh, what do you call it in the like the the next Ghost of Tsushima type game? Yeah, you know IP. we saw we saw we saw Spider Man, we saw uh that 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 uh, runner game that uh, I I've never been into it, but I know a lot yeah, of people like, love it. The the Ghost Runner, Ghost whatever Runner. it's called, you know Bungie's uh, Bungie announced what their what their new game is going to be. It's going to be Marathon, it's supposed to be like some kind of a extraction game. I I don't know much about Marathon, but I know this is supposed to be like a, a second one, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the names there, like, that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, good, great not, stuff, yeah. That's a lot of great stuff, just not, I don't know, it, it just felt like there was something, there wasn't that, like, oh, shit moment. Like, oh, or, or like that intrigue, moment of intrigue, like, oh, what is this? What is this? What am I looking at? What am I looking at? Is this a sequel or is this a new IP? Like, what is this? No, it was, oh, look, more on this. Oh, look, like, more like, on oh, this. Badass. Oh, badass, like, yeah, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, more of this. And then when I was like, oh, what is this? It was, oh, we were I I know what this is. Oh, we saw we already saw this. Oh, look, they're expanding more. You know, whenever like you you want to see stuff like I like what is it when Ghost when God of War Ragnarok got announced like this is God of War, it's God of War. It kind of came out, bang! Everybody went excited and ballistic. And games like that is enough. And I'm not saying every game has to be God of War, no. But it's just that sense of just mystery. And if that expect if you if that mystery and the expectation is met. That's what you're kind of looking for. It's not in this case, it's kind of oh, no mystery. They, they announced this already, so you know that's where we're at. If you had to say the one thing that's most exciting from this uh, presentation, one thing that is most exciting, yeah, one thing that you look forward to the most, maybe you think has the most potential. Just what what would be the the well, game if you could only pick one? That's tough. There's there's three up there that I would probably put up there. 
And again, that would be Alan Wake, Spider-Man, and Final Fantasy. Even Dragon's Dogma, maybe four again, but we've seen more of those. But like one game that's just, damn, I don't know, man. It always happens. I always say, Marcus, make a list of 10 or give me two. And he's like, well, can I give you 15? Yeah, dude, (laughs) because I'm just... I, I I just want you to understand my thought process. Oh yeah, kind of going and kind of thinking about this, but one game. Oh man, like what what left you the most excited? What, what was the one me? thing you couldn't wait to talk about with somebody? What's the one thing you were like, dang, I can't wait till that game comes out. And then wait too. Ellen Wake? Okay. Yeah, strangely enough. I know it's not the greatest title on here. It might even be the bottom four of the four that I've just I've just missed. But when you've had that big gap of a game that you really enjoyed playing once, twice. I I played I've only played it twice. And and that's because Andrew always told me to go back and play um what's the other remedy game? Control. Because he says there's instances of Alan Wake and that I would love it. I just never played it. But Alan I still remember Alan Wake and the story being very, very compelling and always want to know how it kind of finished. Whereas we probably won't get another Alan Wake game after this, but we're going to get more of the Spider-Man type stuff. Of course, we're going to get more Final Fantasy. And I guess Dragon's Dogma might be in the same boat, but Alan Wake was probably the one that was like, dang. Because nobody's really also even played Alan Wake. Just a handful of people that I know. Not even. Yeah, for me, it was probably Final Fantasy. There's just something about that trailer. I was like, whoa, whoa. And I guess you kind of outlined it perfectly. The whole high fantasy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just uh, that left an impression on me yeah that that made that made me feel like you know what maybe i'll give final fantasy another chance or maybe not the whole thing but this one kind of like is reeling me in a little bit so mm-hmm. there's that uh i think that's it i think we pretty much covered anything from the from the showcase uh and gaming in general really yeah no i think that's about it too uh, I know Rick and I did want to kind of get into our discussion, which obviously won't, well, maybe, I never want to say because, well, it won't be as long, but that's a lie. Uh, we never know how long these things are going to be. So um, is there anything else you want to add before I send us off? Uh, last thing is going to be Hero of the Week. And I know the first one is going to be probably something that I've mentioned before, but, you know, these people deserve to get mentioned again. Uh, it's going to be two parts. First one, teachers and faculty. Rapid, uh, you know, teachers and faculty kind of make up your school, your schools. You, they, you know, go through a tough time every year. It is a, uh, to me, I've always thought that uh, teaching as a profession, uh, you have to find a lot of fulfillment uh, from yourself because, you know, I, I feel like there's, they don't get praised enough. Like some other professions get praised enough faculty as well. You know, whether it's uh, working books, whether it's, you know, cleaning up, uh, after other people, um, people do a lot and you never, sometimes you don't realize like the, how hard people work, what they do. Uh, the, sometimes they themselves don't realize how they shape other people's lives. I know Marcus and I were talking about this before, you know, graduation's going on right now. Uh, and that a kid from, I, I guess you, three years ago, probably you had him, came back and remembered you, told you yeah. hi, thanked you for everything, gave you a little hug. And, you know, there, I'm sure there was some sense of fulfillment that, like, wow, it's been that long and, like, this kid remembers me and stuff like that. So just thank you, teachers, faculty, for another great year and for just going above and beyond and making differences in people's lives, whether huge, small, anything. Uh, the other one is going to be students. Congratulations on making it through another year, especially you guys graduating. You know, what an accomplishment to just be finishing your school year uh, and, you know, surviving. Because high school, 
for as fun as it can be, uh, as as right. crazy as it can be, like, it's a big stress, man. And there's a lot of uh, interworkings and stuff like that in the high school system that can be crazy and tough on you. Uh, so now you kind of get to have a little bit of fun this summer and then go out into the world and kind of fend for yourself. And best of luck to all of you. I hope you find what it is you want to do, uh, where you want to be, who you want to be, and just uh, run with it. Don't let anybody tell you no. And, you know, you, you find what's for you and you go out there, you get it, you do it, you fight, you grind. And uh, best of luck and congrats. Excellently said. And again, shout out to the students, graduates, college, high school, middle school, eighth grade, ninth grade. Well, I'll be seeing those ninth graders next year. And oh. then those kindergarten or first graders again. I know it's always a big deal. You know, don't let anybody say anything. Otherwise, go, go and get it and just continue and try, you know, trying your best. Um, very well said, man. Awesome. Yeah. Special shout out to uh, my main man graduating from kinder actually on Tuesday, Evander. I love you, little buddy, and we'll be seeing you soon. I also had a cousin, uh, Nicholas, that's graduating from high school. So, uh, congrats, Nick. Awesome. All right. Well, with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. If you haven't checked out last week's weekly recap, 18, we covered NBA playoffs, Overwatch 2, because they did go in a different direction. And Rico actually talked about White Man Can Jump a bit over on Hulu. So, uh, very light news last week. But again, feel free to check that out. Um, do expect our discussion actually in a bit or going forward today or tomorrow. Um, other than that, thank you all guys for joining us. You all have a good day.